Canes fans, welcome back. 365 Canes football. I'm your host, June. I'm with Steve-O. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, man? feel great to be back. Right? I feel like it's been a, a whole year almost. Yeah, I mean, what, last one, December, January, whatever. Yeah, I believe it was bowl game era. Yeah, the cheese it bowl. Yeah. Oh, man, bro. We, oh, yeah, we was watching the game live. <laughs> oh, it feels good to be back. Yeah, it definitely do. A lot of things have changed. Um you know, from spring ball to now fall camp, and a lot of things have changed. What I've been doing, exactly, getting more involved. So before I've, I want, before yeah, I didn't want you to just start jumping in and, and talking about everything from spring ball to to these these training camps. You know, before we do that, I want everybody to go follow uh, the Twitter page at three sixty five Canes Info. Stevo from January, <laughs> from January December time to now has built this platform um where he is breaking down film and honestly it's one of those um give the people what they want situations give yeah. the people what they need what situations. they need you know what, you what i'm saying no nah, but they want it too yeah. you feel me we definitely yes, need it yeah, this, but this. but we want it and and yeah. and i'll say people want it from 365 steve-o Yes, sir, they do. And, so I had um, to put the respect right there. Yeah, man, it's been blessed. Shout out to you, dog. It's been blessed. And shout man. out to, you know, Kane's Insight. Shout out to everybody that, you know, I've even met from yeah, the Kane's uh, Twitter yeah, world and, yeah, and, and stuff. Up to the, yeah, to shout the out Kane's to Flo. Get, yes, sir. Everybody shows love. That's why I, 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 I appreciate, you know, yeah, I, I don't even consider myself a part. It's just I, I'm a Canes fan, and I like to to get my information and, and spread it and also give my opinions, not even my information, my opinions, and also hear y'all's information. So Yeah, so we got the on Canes Insight on the YouTube channel uh, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Me and my co-host Max go live. Yep. You know, his dad's a national championship former Shout player at Shout out to UM. Max, though. Uh, you know, got all the inside scoop you can get. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> trust me. Uh, so, so where do they find that? Oh, at, at Kane's Breakdown. It's over there on Kane's Insight YouTube channel every yes, Tuesday sir. night live at 9 p.m. And I also be dropping my reviews, film breakdowns there as well. Um, but Steve-O got the thread of 30, <laughs> 30 minute and a half videos of straight gas breakdowns. You, you feel me? Always pedal to the metal. See but, the um, game in another way. You talk about baldy breakdowns? Nah. <laughs> yeah, nah it's, it's definitely, it's been it's been great, uh, especially with all the equipment helping uh, setting up. Shout out to my bae. Yes. Uh, but it's from spring ball, like a lot of things have changed. So you have the coaching staff. Last time we spoke, you know, uh, Blake Baker was still employed, uh, you know, to you guys. So <laughs> we'll just run through this real quick. He's now the linebacker coach at LSU. <laughs> T-Rob, you know, which is Tavares Robinson, which yep. is pretty much unanimously known as the best DB coach who just had a first-round pick at corner, uh, J.C. Horn from South Carolina, mm-hmm. picked over Patrick Sertan. He's had as much first-rounders as you could have. He pulls any recruit from any position. Uh, so he's now your secondary coach. Now you have, you know, Mike Rumpf, who has stepped down from the cornerback role and is mm-hmm. now in the recruiting department. Shout out to Mike Rumpf. Shout out to Mike Rumpf, who's balling in the recruiting department. He's basically the guy who's, you know, talking to the parents. A lot of people, when they come to Miami, they see Mike Rumpf as a guy who played here when they were great, won a national championship, was a first-round pick, played in the league, and, you know, now he's back giving back to the community. That's yep. kind of like the look. It's that, called Know Your Role. Exactly. That's kind of like the look. A lot of the parents love him. Uh, Kamari Rogers, that big-time corner, his dad said his rump was 
impeccable in that role because he, Rump reached out to Kamari, you know, when he was a freshman. So before Rump was relieved, you know, that, that you know, connection was already made. Yeah. So that's lit. Then you have, obviously, you know, DVD was bumped up from that recruiting role. They literally just switched places because they're honestly they're honestly doing the same yep. thing that each other was doing. Now DVD is the cornerback coach, and he is reeling in big fish after big fish after big fish, starting with Chris Graves, four-star athlete. That's Malik Curtis' cousin, so shout-out to Coach Rumpf because he kind of already had that almost wrapped Keep up. The family close. Exactly. So they play at the same school over there in Fort Myers, Bishop mm-hmm. Farrat. You know, they're both, you know, four-star athletes with elite speed. Uh, so we definitely want that. Uh, DVD was able to uh, LSU try to push you know Corey Raymond that's one of the best DB coaches in the nation that's who would you would argue that you know if T-Rob yeah. wasn't the best that's the only other guy uh, so he, we beat him out and then you know talking about Kamari Rogers we beat LSU out again and we beat Ole Miss Ole Miss was shocked that he picked Miami because he's the number one player in Mississippi yep. they thought they had that man that was in the and bag. this was oh when were we talking about this last year you know how long ago it was? It was so long ago that, like, I was in Hollywood for a radio station. Shout out to K1NG Radio. I'm, I'm not doing that show anymore, but I was in that around there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, we was, I was at the McDonald's over there, and you was telling me about them, about Graves. And you're like, yo, they trying, yo. Yeah. Old Miss trying. It's, it's not going to happen, bro. Yeah, Graves and Kamari. Like, a lot of people started pushing, uh, you know, so the defensive staff, has been revamped you know we brought in bob shoop as an analyst yes miami is paying somebody seventy thousand dollars in an off-field role uh to you know get it going if you don't know who bob shoop is uh he's one of the best defensive minds in college football uh was just a safety coach at michigan but you know they had a change of staff over there so everybody got let go position wise and he's collecting that big house check so he's not going to be in the on the field role or else that would take away from the money he gets from Michigan. So that's why he took the analyst gig. But this guy's had, you know, he's led couple as recently as 2018, the number three defense in the nation at Mississippi State. My boy said, I'm finna coach UM. Yeah, just not this year. He's <laughs> in a coach. He's he's, he's he's literally like candidate for a DC or at least safety coach when we promote either T Rob or him. That's what's going to happen for sure. Uh, Amari Carter, a lot, everybody's going there to talk to Bob Shoup. Like, he's literally a defensive mastermind. Like, when you get praised by Nick Saban, yeah. you know, as a defensive coach, like, mm-hmm. that's that's all you need to know. It's for, you know, you get the blue check on whatever social media you want to create. You get the blue check. But it's it's, it's been a great uh, great thing. Conf- offense has been, you know, same staff. We, you know, it's Rhett Lashley, year two. This is De'Aaron mm-hmm. King's first time, you know, being in the same offensive coordinator two years in a row, believe it or not, as a six-year senior. I must cut you off. Last time we were here, Derek King had gotten hurt. Uh, it's been a long road. It's been it's been a a road of triumph. And ever since, I feel like the rise of his of everything for yeah, Derek. I think a star been, was born. Right. I think. Uh, I mean, all right, guys. I'm gonna tell you. I said I sent Jules to cut these. You off, but man, yeah, that Derek okay. King thing was like. Yeah. I mean, I send Jules videos. I get sometimes some practice clips. You know, I, I'm, I'm able to watch practice sometimes. So. Uh, Dear King has looked amazing. Mm-hmm. He's looked better than what he's looked, you know, last year. Like, to be honest, he's lost like eight pounds. He's trimmed down. He's around the Houston playing weight. He played at 185. He's probably like 190 right now. Uh, so he played at 202. So that was actually like 12 pounds he lost. Oh, he's wow. feeling great. Uh, you know, he built his body up and his legs up. You know, he, he he's throwing that ball farther than I've ever seen him throw it at Miami. Uh, he's looking great. 
Uh, he's running the ball. He's spin moving, cutting everything. He's not even wearing a brace. He just has like a compression sleeve and uh, slinging that thing like. No it seems other. like he's really trusting himself and, and, and just trusting the, yeah, the rehab, trusting his body. That's the maturity part of De'Aaron King that we're not we, but people will underestimate throughout the season and, and why it's such a key factor to have a quarterback like him to have success this year because as much as he has experience being on the field, he has the heart and he also has the mind to play quarterback. So I'm not saying he's the smartest quarterback. I'm not saying he's the best reader of defenses. However, when it comes to mental toughness and being able to get through hardships and being able to battle adversity, that goes a long way when you have receivers who some are proven, some are young, and the young guys can really benefit from a guy like him. Yeah. And so, the ones that are proven, we've seen the connection. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess we'll just, you know, we, we went through the coaching staff. Uh, basically, what we're at fall camp now, and it's offensively year two. Mm-hmm. There's the receiving core competition, you know, is intense because – I'm going to tell you guys the starters, but we'll recap, quick recap last year. We had the three starters where Mike Carley in the slot outside Pope and Wiggins. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they both had their moments. The big three. But they also, you know, have had their downfalls, you know, including Harley who turned it on later in the year. But, they, you know, they all had ups and downs mm-hmm. from last year. So we're definitely looking for stability at that position. We, we kind of already know that Harley's providing that. It's not even close. 100%. That he's, he's the best receiver on the team. Uh, Production-wise in camp uh, supports that, you know, beating any DB, you know, I, there's clips of him beating Stevenson. There's clips of him beating Couch, who I think is the best cornerback on the team. They, you know, there's clips of him beating who anybody. So. <laughs> Facts. Uh, so, camp, it, it's been awesome. So, you right now, the starting three wide receivers is Keyshawn Smith, who was number 88 last year, a freshman. Uh, due to COVID, he retained his eligibility. Uh, so, he's, an, he's still a freshman. Now, he switched to number five. When you yes, think of sir. number five as a wide yes, receiver sir. on the outside, you know, the first thing you think of Miami is Andre Johnson. Yep. So what do you think about that switch, this, the faith that the staff so, gave? one, the faith of the staff, and two, you got to think about the confidence of the kid. And not to call him a kid to undermine it. He's definitely a young man. But being so young where you're, you're realizing, like you said, he, he's in the second year, but he's still a freshman. Last year he got the eligibility. Andre, <laughs> you said Andre Johnson. Like, when you say Andre Johnson – and um we're talking legendary we're, yeah we're not we're not playing like we're not joking around so for a kid to take the confidence to say oh i can yeah let me do it yeah that shows me I mean, like yeah i'm trying to be number one the, here like, that's i'm gonna tell y'all this like i heard that's what like former greats alpha, are telling them like, that, former greats are on him like on him i love it i love it like there's there's some guys that like ed reed if y'all don't know ed reed's been back He's talking to a lot of people. He's been he's been dealing with Pope, uh, trying to help him in his you know he, everything with Pope. We all already know was mental. Yeah. has the talent. Uh, who he's had a great camp. He had a great spring. He had a great camp. He's playing in the slot, so he's having some free releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's playing really well. You know, Ed Reed, big time credit. They said that he's kind of took him under his wing since he's came back. Uh, so that's great to hear, but not big time legends are, you know, they think the world of Keyshawn Smith and they tell him to rock that five. Wow. And like it was kind of like a thing where, okay, so like we gave X seven because he was balling. And then obviously his best friend, Bryce Gowdy, rest in peace, you know, right. passed away. 
Um, so we gave that faith though. It, that 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 number change was happening beforehand, and then now you know that Restrepo is a starting slot now. Yep. It's like okay, so we've been known Keyshawn Smith and Restrepo were going to be the ones uh, to step up. Not to say Daz Warsham and uh, Michael Redding aren't stepping up because Michael Redding is listed at the two deep. So you have Keyshawn Smith starting at the Z position. Mike Harley at the Y position, which is a slot. And you have Charleston Rambo, the transfer from Oklahoma, who's already bombed Alabama before. Shout out to mm-hmm. Kyler Murray for that dime. Is at the X um, X position. Oh, hey, guess what? Derek King can throw that. You feel me? So I, If you didn't see the thread the, the, on you, at 365 Canes Info on Twitter, go check it out. Derek the King has look. the balls. <laughs> you feel me? So, in any way you want to take that i don't care <laughs> yeah bro he letting that thing fly so when it comes to the two deep behind them so at rambo at x you have d wiggins who obviously had his troubles last year but every from everything i've heard he's he's kind of taking it as a humbling experience and that's what you want to hear you know you right. don't want everybody was like oh he should transfer he should this this that you know nah, the kids been putting his hat head down he's gonna work you know if he's Number two receiver in this type of offense where you're taking 85 right. you know, snaps plus a game, you know, you're going to get 30, 40 yeah. reps. You know? Also, so, um, like you mentioned, this is a position of inconsistency and a position where we need to start seeing more fluidity. So at any given point, we might need D. Wiggins. Exactly. And at I, that I point, we if do. we do, hey, do what you got to do. And this yeah. is your time. But we can't say it like, you know, this is the – I know you're not, but – you can't think about it in the perspective of like, okay, you know, you're, you're not going to get as many touches because he's the guy. Not, man, listen, whoever is balling is the guy yeah, at whoever, this point. It's all about, exactly. This offense is all about matchups, coach. And like D. Wiggins gives you that mismatch on a lot of things. So we'll see how he's used. I definitely think that they'll use him as a deep threat for sure. Uh, so that's who's backup X behind Rambo. You have uh, Xavier Restrepo, who's the backup slot, but technically we're going to be playing four receiver sets. So you're going to see Restrepo and Harley on the field at the same time. Uh, but the only reason why he's not a full starter is because the first couple plays of the game, we're going to have Will Mallory in. So, you know, that's going to be the slot and the tight end. Will so, Mallory. And then you have Pope, who's basically going to be the first slot off the bench. And then he's pro- honestly, they have Michael Redding behind uh Keyshawn Smith at the Z. Uh but Pope could get snaps there outside as well. Michael Redding goes win those one on ones. Yeah. You that's, know that's what that's we like the, to hear. That's He's, what we need. <laughs> yeah. Tyler Van Dyke. So Michael Redding's been practicing with the second team mm-hmm. and Tyler Van Dyke has been, you know, feeding him. Feeding him, feeding him. So a lot of I actually spoke with Michael Redding the other night. Uh he's 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 dialed in. He's ready to go. And you know, as you mentioned TVD comes in and, and wants to feed him. It's it's the big connection, right? Big big guy to big guy. Yeah, it's that. And uh, but TVD, like okay, so the second team of receivers throughout fall camp, I'll tell y'all, has been uh, Pope, Restrepo, and TVD uh, and Michael Redding. And TVD has been killing him. And Restrepo have been balling since day one. When Restrepo was balling last scrimmage. It was TVD throwing him the ball. It, right now, in this spring, it was TVD. In fall camp, it's been TVD to the point where now it's De'Ara King throwing it because he's with the ones. So, like, that's what's going on. It's it's evident that, you know, TVD and Garcia are in a quarterback battle. But let's, if I'm I'm going to keep it real with y'all, when I and I ask people and I've seen that practice and I've talked to people who, who are there at practice every single day, they saying TVD looked like something we never seen before. And Jake looks great. So, 
That's take awesome it how you want to take it. I think it's a positive for both because, you know, and in a year from now, Jake could, you know, close that gap. But as of right now, you know, TVD is something, you know, it, they haven't seen. Accredited TVD. 225, standing in that pocket, letting that thing fly 70 in the air with ridiculous accuracy. Yeah. With the movement, you know, we've already talked about him. He played basketball. He played baseball as a shortstop. You know, he's an athletic guy. You got to give credit because he's been in the system putting work in, right? TVD's been here. He's been putting his head down and just trying to get better. That's all I've seen from TVD, really. Yeah, man. So I don't really hear of the oh, I need to go to the transfer portal or the, yeah, the rumors exactly. of him trying to leave and oh no, everything's you know get better. Him and X. Uh, so when it comes to you know, I'll even I'll drop some nuggets, man. I'll drop some nuggets. Uh, so we had a recruit, uh, Landon Ibieta, who is my one of my favorite, yes, if not so. the hey, let favorite. Me get a, let me get a shot, man. Let me let me get a shot. <laughs> I need a shot. I'm bro. Pull you up for my dog, Landon. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? That's your guy right so there. So he's a receiver, three-star receiver out there in Louisiana. He's the best receiver in the state of Louisiana over like multiple four stars and five stars. Uh, he's committed to Miami. Shout out to Rob Likens. Uh, I've had him on the show. Uh, as soon as we offered him, I reached out and talked to him because this film was just literally impeccable. It's amazing. Uh, uh, he's a teammate of Kamari Rogers, our four-star number one cornerback. Uh, um, and number one player in Mississippi. He's a teammate of him on the seven-on-seven circuit. They play for the L.A. Bootleggers. Uh, we're after a couple of those guys. They got some big-time talent over there uh, in Louisiana. And now with Rob Likens and his resume, he's able to go pretty much anywhere. Uh, when he went to Louisiana and talked to Landon Abietta, other friends and other recruits, like big-time guys and receivers over there in Louisiana, you know, started to reach out. One, I'll tell you, uh, it's a nugget, Shaz Preston. You know, he's a top 100 player in the class of 2022. And Rob Likens was able to open that up with how he's, you know, another teammate of Landon on the L.A. bootleggers. If you have not seen Shaz Preston, he looks like literally Jerry Judy. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. And if, listen. And if you watch Jerry Judy at Deerfield. Yeah, it's it's the releases, it's the speed, it's you know, he's a six one, so he Shout has to Shout out to side. Jerry Judy though. Yeah, who's balling, he's gonna ball this Second year. Second year gonna go crazy. Yeah, so like it's 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 looking up. So basically T V what got me to this, T V D and Xavier Restrepo hosted Landon, right? When he came down. They went down to South Beach, they you know, they took the pictures with him landing in yep. the chain, the uniform, yep. all that went out. And Landon told me he, you know, he bought some. He bought him a little going outfit uh, to come down here. You know, he right. knew, he, knew, he, knew he was coming to Miami. Yeah, he was already talking Restrepo. I think the staff, like the staff, banked that. Like everybody who's hosting people, like we had Jaleel Skinner come, a big time mm, yeah. tight end, four star tight end uh, from IMG, come in, and Will Mallory hosted him. Like everybody we're picking to host these kids has been perfect for a reason perfect yeah it's been perfect we had gilbert frierson host uh jacurry brown and so you know we exactly send our dog out there you already know he committed like just show love like that's fine everything we've done uh with that has been excellent tvd and and restrepo basically had landon ready to commit day one like straight up they went out he said that it was it was an extremely fun night <laughs> and then they got up in the morning and worked out and there was he was like yeah this is what i this is what i want to do so we got that commitment and it's, it's just been, you know, very a lot of big momentum coming into fall camp. But since we talking about we were talking about quarterbacks, yeah. we could pull up the depth chart. So the depth chart versus Bama, obviously we play, you know, the number one team in the nation. And we'll, we'll get into, you know, the, the football part of the game after we go through the, you know, the, the roster. Yeah. We got to know who's going to make these plays. Yes, sir. So go ahead. Family. Yeah. I mean, at quarterback, obviously the king, uh, De'Ara King. 
super confident with that one. <laughs> if I must say, yeah. If um, we got a quarterback to play Bama, I'm super confident with Derek King. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine wrote an article about you know the type of quarterbacks that have given Bama trouble, and it's literally Derek King. You know, a mobile guy, a guy who can get out the free blitz, a guy who can yeah. make something happen in the pocket, and then get downfield uh, with his arm talent, or just take off. So he definitely has the molds to make play, make uh, you know, make big time plays in this. You know, Bama has a super talented quarterback. He's heralded as like the best, most talented quarterback Bama's ever had. Type stuff. You hear the smoke. Honestly, I think some of it's truth to that. So I just don't think it's game one. He might, he might, you know, later in his career be a, you know, a Heisman contender like De'Aaron King has been throughout yeah. his career. But until that happens, we have to see it. Yeah, we have to see it, and you have to see it over a course of time. You know, some people saying he's better than De'Aaron King already. Like you're out your damn mind. Yeah, and uh, I mean, know, honestly, to say something like that is a more Heisman so just contender. You know, only lost huh. his Heisman status when when going down with injuries. You know. Things like that, like, you know, people are tripping about that. So we definitely have it. And then TVD and Jake Garcia are listed as an or uh, because TVD is definitely the number two. I'm going to tell you all that right now. Uh, but they just want that competition to be going all year. You know, that quarterback battle for 2022 when De'Aaron King does eventually graduate uh, is starting already. Yeah. So um, at running back, we got Cam Harris, Don Chaney, Jalen Knighton. Yeah, so – Cam Harris is starting right now. He's earned that right. He slimmed down a little bit. Uh, he was he was playing around two fifteen. They have him listed at two fifteen yeah. right now, but I heard he's like two oh eight. Okay. You know, so he's he's gotten a little bit of his agility back. He's making big time plays. Uh, Don Chaney, who I think is probably you know the best overall back. My favorite back is Knighton, but I think Chaney's probably the best overall. Right. Not right now, but eventually. Man, uh, you gotta love watching him run yeah, downhill. He had a soldier surgery. He had a shoulder surgery in the spring, uh, so he was basically he just got into full contact. So he was red jersey in camp, red jersey in right. camp, red jersey in camp. So I don't know how much Cheney's gonna play. Uh, there's rumors Knighton could be suspended. If he is suspended, then Cheney's gonna play you know a good amount. But uh, I think right now it'll be Cam and Knighton, and then Cheney getting a little bit of reps. Yeah. Okay. Um, like you said, they're going to start Keyshawn Smith outside at the Z, yeah. Rambo at the uh, X and then Harley at the Y. Yeah. So Michael Redding, D. Wiggins, Xavier Restrepo coming yeah. off the bench. Yep. Then that's an explosive unit, and yep. you're going to see Pope there. The only reason why he wasn't listed is because he had just moved from outside the slot, and he's yeah. playing like – he's literally playing both. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised – if you know he does get in the game before D Wiggins, even though D Wiggins is listed at number two, just I, I wouldn't be surprised either. In a sense that just because the we would probably see the consistency it. one from Rambo, and then also you want to get Pope those touch. I think you want to get Pope yeah, those. Touches I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Kane's fans like this. He had like six touchdowns, like in like multiple practices. He touched six touchdowns. And, you know, a couple are in seven-on-sevens, and, you know, that's the problem. He's, you know, he's always been, uh, you know, seven-on-seven superstar. But they're in pads. They're shells. Um, but he's getting those touchdowns in team scrimmages, too. And, and he's going against ones because he's rolling with the twos, and the twos play the ones. Yep. So he's he's doing it against the ones, and he's been impressive. So he's going to play. Again, he's a guy that he, you don't need to put Pope in more than 35, 40 snaps a game. Let him get in there. Give him his couple touches. Let yeah. him make some explosive plays. And then, boom, you go back how, to Keyshawn How do you feel X. about uh – X, 
Oh, X is a superstar. Everything you hear about X is he's a superstar. They say he diving for balls. I mean, you know, last year he had 170 yards in a, in a scrimmage, a 70 yard uh, return touchdown, a reverse touchdown. You know, a post. Every every scrimmage and any type of organized thing, X is balling. And X don't wear gloves in practice. He does not wear X gloves. Got them hands, bro. X, X wears gloves only in game time. So that boy is as he just stickies. Look, he just want to look good on prime time. Yeah, it's stick stickies. So he's definitely one of the most consistent hand catchers on the team. His route running is crazy. His explosiveness, his short area quickness is insane. I saw him. He's uh you know taking punt returns. He's he made a good play in practice uh, at punt return. Uh, so he's he's doing very well. I'm super excited for X. That's good to hear. I mean, <clears throat> as far as as far as these receivers, I'm really excited to see Keyshawn Smith come out versus Alabama and, and just yeah. really really just One show his confidence. Yeah, just show his confidence and, and beat your man. You know they're going to play some man defense. You know it's going to be tough. Yeah. It's going to get physical. And you know he's not fast enough, baby. <laughs> and De'Aaron King is going to give you your chance. He's yeah, gonna he's, he's going to give you the chance. He's going to put it deep. Um, it's 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 going very well when it comes to that cohesiveness of the unit. I think we're going to have a healthy rotation. Uh, so guys that aren't starters are still going to play prominent snaps, get good reps because we're just going to spread this football out and air it because, you know, we're going to have to throw the run because the offensive line, yep. while improved, is yep. not there. It's not there, especially versus a team like Alabama. So exactly. um, I'm still I'm still going to hold the offensive line in question until I see it for five, six weeks. Yeah. So. No, I mean, I'll take it a whole year, to be honest. Um, at tight end. <laughs> we got Will Mallory obviously returning as tight end one. The star. Who was just clocked in at 21.7 miles per hour in practice. So a quick little nugget, too. If anybody clocks in over 20 miles per hour running in practice, Coach Feely has to do 20 push-ups. And they, they everybody, it's like a thing. Everybody sprint as hard as they can because they got, you know, Feely doing all these push-ups. And, of course, it's, you know, helping everybody in the long run. So mm-hmm. that's a cool thing that Davey Feely, when you get to hear all the respect that he gets, uh, you know, that's something for fans to hear that, you know, that he's doing, engaging with the players. That's why he has that love. And then, like, the complete trust when he gives somebody, like, a plan, you know, they follow it to a T. You know, like, De'Aaron King followed that rehab program to a T because he believed in, uh, you know, Feely. So, it's definitely working out. Yes, sir. And so, then you have the tight end backup, too, is Elijah Arroyo. Already this the freshman tight end from texas uh it's it's not even close that he's tied into they're talking about he's great he's already 250 pounds six four you know moss and people i've seen the clip don't want to tell you the db but oh my god he, he <laughs> wants will mallory spot yeah he wants will mallory spot and he's that type of talent to at least push him for a couple snaps uh that that i'm telling you right now bro i've seen head bombing I mean, we watched this Multi- clip. We mold- talked about him in the in the recruitment episode. Multiple safeties, fam, have fell in victim already, dog. It don't matter what team it is, dog. I'm telling you right now, bro, jumping out the gym. Uh, so he's been super impressive. Uh, so tight end, we're stacked there. So that's the two deep. And then Larry Hodges would be number three. I also think, you know, for this offense, having two tight ends that you're comfortable with going to. One, Will Mallory, like. I think De'Aaron King puts, if not all with Mike Harley, definitely all with Will Mallory. Like I don't, I, he might trust Will Mallory more than Mike Harley. 
Nah. No? Trust me. No? Nah. All right, cool. he, he definitely trusts Will Mallory, and he and he's made plenty of plays with him with his big frame. Right, right. But it's fair, to ar- it's fair to just it's fair to say give that. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's yeah, definitely the, up the, the up second. Yeah, for sure. But not Harley and, okay. Harley and, uh, King. and King's relationship. I mean, yeah. hey, that's what I want to hear. Don't, catching tennis balls with each other while, you know, King is a rehab, and that connection is insane. Okay. So they're not roommates. Uh, so you know, Derek King had roomed with his Houston teammate, uh, uh, Jared Williams. Uh, so that's what I heard. I need to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it was true. Um, where, where was that? Uh, so offen- yeah, offensive tackle. line. We, um, let's go through the offensive line. We got Zion Nelson at the left tackle, Jalen Rivers, freshman at the left guard, Corey Gaynor, redshirt junior, going to start at center, Donaldson at right guard, and then at the right tackle we got Scaife. Yeah. yeah, so big news. We lost John Campbell to a season-ending injury uh, in camp. So that's big-time hurt because John Campbell is probably one of the best tackles on the team. I honestly think if he was healthy, he'd start starting right guard, um, right tackle. Uh, we Ja'Kai Clark, he got into a you know a car accident after the spring game, and he's been rehabbing that injury. He's finally like full go. Right. Uh, so he's the you know he's probably the, he's listed as the backup center, but he's probably the backup guards and center. So he as he yeah can, he's that he's that he's that guy that yeah that swings both ways. Exactly. So uh, so it, once he's full go, you know he might challenge for that left guard spot. But when it gets to backup linemen, I'm gonna tell you right now, we are not that deep. I'm not going to lie to you guys, Kings fans. Uh, we're we're a little worried there because John Campbell was in, uh, was a big part of the plans, and he's down. So we have Zion Nelson, who is basically out most of camp. Who's you know yeah. our projected first round pick at left tackle. You know potentially, he's go ba- first. We had Jared Williams, you know, practicing left tackle, and then DJ Scaife at the right side. But now that Zion's making it, you know, Jared Williams is just the backup left tackle. Uh, but he's probably the first right tackle in the game after. After Jared Williams, you know, you only have Justice Awuzion, uh If I'm butchering his name, I'm sorry. But uh, he's a transfer from UNLV. Quick background on him. He played for Coach Justice, who was our O-line coach for two years. And he was elite there. Uh, he played center, guard, and tackle. So he's a guy who's probably the backup for anything else. Literally, you need a guard here. Yeah, you need a right there. tackle here. You need another tackle here. Boom. He's probably the you know the other plug. So we really only have three viable backup options right now, unless you're trying to put a freshman out there. And I'm telling you right now that I heard they're not ready. I mean, I wouldn't imagine. Well, I mean, who would be ready for Bama exactly. as a freshman? I wouldn't so. imagine. I don't necessarily know that we're need we're going to need to go into depth with the offensive line. Like we hope it's not going to be a situation where we're not you know interchanging things yeah hopefully you would we hope have. that you have a solid five and and we know we know alabama's defensive line is better than our offensive line that's not the question the question is just can we get some consistent play a, a bit of a push and and honestly for me the offensive line the biggest thing is going to be i think just keeping king upright yeah, because oh, the, sure. the run the run game we know it's not going to open up in the way we would love yeah. to. We know Cam's it, not going to get those holes. However, it, it, did you did you hear <laughs> you what Rhett Lashley said King about the running game? Uh, so Rhett Lashley said, you know, it, this game is all good. He's like he doesn't care what the total is at the end of the game. He just wants to be able to get that three to four yards. You know, that efficiency. Yeah. yeah. When he runs it, and then there's certain plays, he 
if it's third and one, he says, I, I, I don't care if it's just a yard. I want to be able to run the football yeah. for that. Yeah. And then, you know, we, he knows, like, you know, we're going to have to throw the ball in this yeah. game. So that what your point was keeping De'Aaron King upright is obviously the most important part of the game, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is, you know, keeping De'Aaron King as protected, protected. as possible. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's get through this depth chart. <laughs> All right, so, who, uh, I mean, we on defense. Yeah, right? we start on defense here. So, so we'll start at uh, we'll start on the line. Yeah, we'll we'll go trenches. Zach McLeod, All the right. super senior. Yeah, so shout obviously, out to obviously Zach McLeod, you know, is back for his senior year mm-hmm. uh, again. And this time he has moved to defensive end. He played defensive end when Jalen Phillips and Quincy Roche opted out of the bowl game. Uh, so we didn't have any bodies, and he stepped up and, uh, you know, made a positions change in a couple of days. And, you know, looked Had a solid game. Yeah, it looked respectable. Obviously, he made some mistakes, but, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, that would be nitpicking if you were going to try to hold it, you know, Especially him for a shout-out to a senior in the bowl game changing positions. Yeah, you know ex- I mean? exactly, bro. So like Doing it for the team. Yeah, so everything I've heard, he's had a sack in every organized scrimmage, so he's actually doing very well. And when you look at DN, we have nobody who's been in the weight room for six years at DN. So that really holds weight, exactly. literally. Literally, it holds weight. Uh, so he's starting there. And then yeah. uh, defensive tackle, we got Jonathan Ford and uh, uh, Harris. Those are oars, so we don't have any listed starters. Okay, okay. So we'll, we'll go through the oars. So we have the Jonathan Ford, Nesta. Or yeah, so basically, I believe you know John Ford is gonna for sure start from everything I've heard. Uh, then you know you can go to the other side, which would be between uh, Harrison, Harrison Hunt, Hunt and Silvera. Uh, Silvera has been slowed by that uh, shoulder injury, so he might not start. To be mm-hmm. honest, dog, I would not be surprised if I seen uh, John Ford and Harrison Hunt as they were the best tackles in spring, and I've heard that they're the best tackles in fall camp. And, and might be the best tackles on the team. <laughs> yep. And then you have Jordan Miller, who's also he's continuing to just reshape his body and he's balling. And then anybody want to hear about the five star Leonard Taylor? I got a story <laughs> for you, dog. I'm always with a Leonard Taylor story. <laughs> Let me take another shot for the Leonard Taylor story. <laughs> so Go in ahead. that second scrimmage, uh, I, uh, there's a video. Um, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see it. Uh, I posted it, you know, retweeted it, whatnot. Basically, Leonard Taylor is just going out there slinging running backs to the ground, and they're 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 spinning on the ground after he slings them. Like he's three ten right now as a freshman, balling, literally eating up. Coach Simpson spoke to him and Elijah Roberts. So those are two guys that are not listed on this depth chart: uh, Elijah Roberts and Leonard Taylor. You'll see them the following week, no matter what happens with Bama App State game. Right. And do not be surprised if they're in there for the rest of the year. Uh, but at D tackle, uh, you know, I think it's going to be Ford and Hunt. But uh, Silvera, I would not doubt if he just plays a lot as well. I think he has to play a lot just in, in one. You got to get Silvera in that game. Yeah, we need him. He needs it. We need him. It, it, it's, it's the right thing to do. And, and obviously, if he's nursing a little, you know, if it gets to a point of discomfort, you're not going to force it. However, it, it's more of conditioning coming back from the injury. That's right. what it, what it okay. is. Uh, so we just don't know how much his snap count's gonna be. Yeah. So he might still start, but just play a little bit less snaps mm-hmm. than Harrison Hunt because he's in, he's in better condition. He hasn't you know missed any yeah. time. Uh, so you know obviously that's not his fault. You know covering wise, and it's always felt like you know Silvera's always coming off yeah. the injury, the foot injury, the this injury. So it just sucks that he's never really been able to grind all camp. Uh, but you know we're still confident for him. Mm-hmm. We got twelve at defensive end, Jafari Harvey. Oh, so it, it's Jafar I. Jafar I. Yes, Jafar I. Harvey. Excuse me. Uh, he's he's balling. 
He's like three or four percent body fat, six four, two fifty five. He's a, he's going to be the pass rusher. He's Long playing, arms. yeah. He's playing weak side DN. He got that orangutan arms. Mm-hmm. He's balling. Uh, Coach Simpson's is is just changing his game around with the way he's using his hands, and that's what's got him the starting nod. The Tennessee transfer who's backing him up, uh, Johnson. Uh, basically, he was a rotational guy at Tennessee. You know, he played good in the SEC. He you know he played well against Bama. Uh, so he's going to be able to come in against Bama. You feel me? In his career, he's a senior, so he's seen Bama, you know, multiple times. He knows what that game is like on the road, at home, uh, yeah, so in Bama. He's you know? been, yeah, he's been in those big time games. He knows what it's like. He's going to be able to settle guys down. So that's that's going to be huge yeah. for Bama, especially then, him backing up a guy like Harvey, right? Being able to just give him pointers here and there because he knows, like you, like I said earlier, know your role. He knows that Harvey's the guy. But he needs yeah. to be there for that mentor leadership. Yeah, that mentor leadership. And there's no position that rolls more than DN and Manny Diaz's defense. He's going to play 40-plus snaps. He'll probably play more snaps than he did at Tennessee, and he played a healthy amount of snaps at mm-hmm. Tennessee. Uh, so he'll be all right. And then you have Chance Williams, who's the – again, he's a freshman because he retained his eligibility from last year. Uh, he's teammates with the starting new starting left guard, Jalen Rivers, from Oak Leaf uh, School up in North Florida. Uh, top 100 recruit, big time D end. Uh, he's coming into his own, so it's nice to see him crack the two. I love deep. this six four, these six four, six three linemen. So so does so does J- uh, Jess Simpson. So that's what he <laughs> yeah, prefers. Right. Six five. So it's definitely it's definitely looking well there at D end because I to be honest, I've heard Chance has has showed some bend that other guys haven't showed. So you know, there's nothing more important than D end pressure. And, and Manny Diaz's defense, other than safety play, that would be like the close right. second. Striker, we know what's going on with Amari Carter. Yeah, so coming lot, in hot, coming in, coming hot. in, making making wrap up tackles. Yeah, I mean discipline. So Gilbert Fireson was our striker last year, and he was obviously he was amazing, and uh, I, I love Gil. He played in. He came in just a tad bit overweight for camp. Not gonna lie, that's what I heard. Don't mm-hmm. know if it's completely true. Don't know how much the weight was, but I just know that they said he looked just a little sluggish. Uh, but Carter, you know, hats off to him. Won the job. You know, he was never supposed to be that deep safety that Blake Baker tried to turn him into. He was. He's always been close to the line of scrimmage. Now with Manny Diaz taking back over as DC, understanding you, you your fucking role. Yeah. The, when they when I when I when I put the breakdown out in the film review and exploded because everybody's like, "Yo, I cannot believe we had like Carter lined up at D tackle. We had him here. We had him here. We had him here. He was literally everywhere. He was like hey, a Swiss Army knife it, for leave Diaz. Leave it to Blake Baker, and we see what and, happens. And then he, Blake Baker tried to put him into a deep third safety when you know his best thing. And then the targeting calls. He's coming down on a receiver catching the ball from like 15 yards away when he's I'm at the when he, yeah when he's at the when he's at linebacker nothing's that, that, you know he's not he's <laughs> he don't not have the time that. to be yeah. doing that it's not, the, the launch point is just different so he's right. been doing extremely well gil's gonna play extremely a lot of snaps so don't worry about not seeing gilbert yeah, this, he's too talented so just, to have on no, the bench it's more so understanding your uh your talent that you have and how to use yeah, I mean, how to use it. So. I mean, we know that, you know, he could be uh, used as a pass rusher, Carter, and then we know that Gil can provide way better coverage. So it's not like they conflict with each other. If anything, they coexist. Yeah. It kind of like how it was when Finley was there and Gil was backing him up, even though Finley was the rare one to do both. He was good at both. But, like, 
Gill is good at both as well, but I mean, he doesn't. No one has the physicality of Carter, bro. Let's be honest. Right. Other than maybe Bradley Jennings, <laughs> which although some was our down was some of our downfall last year. Yeah, a little too physical. There. Cha- channeled right, and it'll be okay. It, yeah, and I'm excited for it. I just I'm at a point with Amari Carter where I love him as a player. Like you know, I think he plays hard. I think he understands the game of football. We were talking about it earlier. He understands this defense more than anybody on this team. Yeah, because he played in it as a freshman, 2017, 27 plus right. tackles, a couple of tackles for loss, sacks, forced fumbles. Like he, yeah. he was a big part in one of the best defenses Miami's had in the last 20 yeah. years in 2018. I just want to see it. I just and not, I'm not saying just Bama. Like oh, I want to see it versus Bama. No, I want to see it throughout the season. I need to see consistency as him being yeah. sound. You know, more discipline this year. Yeah. And, and fly into the football like he always so, Yeah, quick nugget. So I've heard and seen in practice that, you know, he's getting people lined up because he knows the defense so well. He's getting linemen in their place. He's getting his fellow linebackers right. He's looking back at safeties and getting them, making sure they're right. So Amari Carter, you know, his mental capacity has never been in question. It was always, you know, some questionable targeting calls and then some that obviously weren't questionable. Right. I think that uh, middle linebacker is going to be interesting. Corey Flag, Bradley Jennings. Yeah, that's interesting. Corey Flag has been doing well. What do you think about Corey Flag? I like him. Um, I think he showed some flashes last year that he can he can be a good player. Um, maybe a little more understanding of the game, right? Yeah, I've heard he's he's been working out crazy. He's been grinding crazy. Uh, his speed and quickness is was a point of emphasis that he wanted to get. Obviously, he was coming off a knee injury and surgery in mm-hmm. his yeah, senior year. A, yeah. So you know we didn't get we didn't see the best version of him athletically. So I think that's definitely gonna that's changed. He's in you know way better shape. So I just think athletic wise, you'll see Flag be better. Uh, surprise, not really surprised for Bama seeing Bradley Jennings as number two, but. From everything I've heard, Tyreek Austin Cave, a freshman, uh, is you know doing his thing. So he might be on that too deep sooner than later. Uh, after Bama, keep an eye on Tyreek Austin Cave. Yeah, and you got to go with the with the veteran experience. Yeah, and and just no takeaway Bradley Jennings. Like yeah. Bradley Jennings gonna fill that hole. If, if Bradley Jennings yeah, gonna fill that hole. If, <laughs> if Bama says, hey, we're gonna run two tight ends and we're gonna run it down their throat, you best believe yeah. Bradley Jennings yeah. is out. Bradley there. Jennings is like. <laughs> yeah. Where you this at? is my game. Yeah. So, yeah, it's only when we, you know, he plays in space. He's he's excellent, you know, causing havoc. So right. that's that's a trait that Manny Diaz values. So he's definitely going to have a role. You know, he's most likely going to be a, a blitzer, a spy, that type of thing. Uh, so it will be nice to see Bradley Jennings bounce back uh, this year. Then at weak side linebacker. Weak side. Yeah, it ain't nothing weak over there, bro. Because we got <laughs> Keontre, you know, obviously another Broward, uh player over there holding it down on the roster with a starting job. But. He was the backup striker last year. Was mm-hmm. previously the backup safety. Uh, he's a freshman. He's a sophomore now. Uh, he's that linebacker. He's the speed is there. He's still a laser four five that I heard four five two four five five. And the two times that I was able to see, and uh, the screenshot I got, he's you know he's lifting. He's two fifteen right now. So it's a little small for a weak side. But then when you start thinking about what today's game is now, two fifteen is you know pretty much universal yeah. size. Two fifteen, two twenty uh, for a weak side linebacker. Uh, then you have Wayman Steed, you know, a guy who's been injured. He's a redshirt junior. You know, he's been injured a lot throughout his career. He was played literally, some solid games last year. He's played exactly. He's played solid games. You know, previous times it's always been you know being healthy. He's right. had a couple That's ACL insane. injuries. He came in nursing the ACL injury. He's had two knee surgeries while here. 
Uh, so he's definitely had his nick of injuries, but he was the guy that was supposed to start the wave for, okay, we need faster linebackers. Mm-hmm. So now that he's fully healthy and he's earned the, the second team spot, I'm hearing that there's everybody in the program is super happy for him because all the work he's put in. Yeah. They, uh, you know, De'Ara King has, has helped him with his rehab. You know, getting there, like a lot of these older guys just bonded together and, you know, are, you know, doing the best they can to, you know, improve their stock. Uh, so, Wayman Steve, there, a second string linebacker. I, I think that this goes back to Manny Diaz understanding his talents that he has. Putting uh, Keontre Smith at the weak side, knowing that you're going to get the same consistent pop with the speed. Yeah, with the, with, just with the, you know, athleticism, mm-hmm. he can get there. We so saw you, it last So, you year. have Amari Carter as striker. You got Corey Flag, <laughs> Corey Flag in the middle, and then Keontre. You know, at weak side, I would. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, we even with Bradley Jennings listed as number two, I would not be surprised if Amari Carter gets middle linebacker snaps before him. Uh, but Bradley Jennings would definitely play. Yeah, cornerback man. This is this is a uh, this is like the wide receiver thing right here. Cornerback. Yeah. Um, DJ Ivy, <laughs> DJ Ivy is gonna get the uh, the number one. Tyreek Stevenson, number two, uh, number two listed, and then number yeah, three listed. Uh, yeah, number three listed ors. The three ors, uh, Al Blades, who shout out to Al Blades for getting healthy, being able to come back, get in football shape, be ready for week one versus Bama. Yeah, he's going to continue to, you know, get back. He had the heart inflammation, unfortunately, when he caught COVID. You know, his heart's walled. He had some bad uh, mitochondria, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh He's 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 basically he's been getting thirteen safety reps, thirteen corner reps, and we're gonna take him along slowly. He he's gonna play a significant role probably like week three, week four, right. because you can't play with heart issues, you know. So you just have to you know take it one step at a time. Whatever the doctors tell you, you know we follow in that. Roll with that. Now uh, let's talk about the cornerback position from from the three sixty five perspective because we kind of have a, a similar outlook however it's it's not the same maybe that everybody i don't know what the consensus is however yeah the consensus was that reek and ivy were going to start reek and ivy have been playing exceptionally well and everybody's like oh you know we're just going to have couch as a starting nickel couch is going to be the starting nickel he's probably is the best nickel on the team for sure yeah. but they discounted the fact that couch wants to play outside because nickel corner is not going to play as much with striker you know position being yeah. there like with you're not going to get carter and gill off the field much then one of them are going to be on the field at, at the time so like you know he, he to cory couch is like nah nick, I, need my snaps. I, I need my snaps outside and when reek first uh transferred over i remember to cory couch tweeted he deleted it but he was like all right it's time to find out who really liked that and uh, we I found out <laughs> we have found out so i believe uh with all my heart even though he's not listed as a starting cornerback to Corey Couch is starting quarterback, cornerback one, followed by either DJ Ivy or Tyreek Stevenson. Everybody you ask, they say great things about both. So I don't think we're you know in a in a pickle there. And Stevenson has experience playing the slot. I from would Georgia. say Stevenson on tape is better than DJ Ivy from what we've seen in their careers. However, I think DJ Ivy is still progressing in his career. I think he's still getting better every day. Um, and we're going to see a different DJ Ivy that we saw last year. I'm, I'm expecting a consistent year from him. Like, I think yeah. this is the year where he can really show, all right, I can play all games. I can play, uh, you know, not have these drops. Make, we've seen it. So, and not to say last year was a bad year. 
But there was good times and there was yeah. There's, it's bad always times. the same. Lo- it's always the same thing with Ivy. There's highs. There's lows. There, you know, the lows. You know, just sometimes don't outweigh the highs that there's been. So that's why he has like the you know the stigma that he's he's had for his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the reputation of T. Rob has just revived faith in the fan base. There, you know, they talk really good about Ivy in now. In the room, in that room. Yeah. So I would definitely expect. If I had to guess, I think Reek starts with Couch and then Ivy. Uh, is the first corner off the bench. Uh, Manny is shown. So we used to start, like in 2018, when one of the best pass defenses in the nation. We had the number one pass defense in the nation, to be honest. Uh, Michael Jackson and Trajan Bandy were the outside corners, right? But on third down or in passing situations, Javante Dean came in to be on the outside with that elite speed that yep. we shifted Bandy to the slot. Yep. I can definitely see something where, you know, Takori's out there uh, first and second down, and then third down or passing situations, we get Ivy out there and then put, uh, you know, couch, couch and the, the nickel. The, I think that's possible slot. for sure. So that's a good observation. I like that one. Bubba Bolden, we know that. Yeah, for sure. He's he's the uh, my boy wholesome one. Uh, <laughs> calls him the, the light skinned warrior. <laughs> U- USC Trojan. Yeah, close he, enough. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he transferred in from USC. Everything that Bolden has done is elite, and he's a guy that wants to get better. Uh, him and Ed Reed and Bob Shoup are always talking. So uh, every time I hear something good about, you know, Carter, always in the, you know, film room, always with the coaches, you know, but you hear bubbles right there with him. Yeah. And you see you see that, you know, on the field from the film room, what he's been able to do, how he's been able to get better, how he's been able to kind of take leadership in that UM locker room since transferring here and establishing himself as one of the best players on the defense, if not. So, um I have high hopes for Bubba. I think that a little bit more consistency, wrapping up those tackles, doing the little things right. Yeah, the angles. That's really what it was, taking the angles. Yeah, but like as we just talked about, he's a he's a redshirt junior, but you know he was he played special teams as a freshman. You know was suspended that whole year for a fight that happened at a party two hours after he left at USC. But since he had consumed alcohol there, he was uh, liable. It's crazy thing. Uh, so he had his career at USC taken away from him low-key, yeah. was taking classes at a JUCO, not playing because they didn't want to waste his eligibility. You know, Coach Banda was able to get in contact with him and then get him over there because uh, we had Brevin basically. Shout out to Coach Banda. Yeah, uh, Coach Banda was able to uh, get over there with Brevin Jordan. And he's been, you know, nothing close, uh, you know, nothing short of, you know, an injection in the safety room. And then opposite Gervin Hall, you know, he played a lot of in through a lot of injuries last year. You know, wasn't as good as he was in 2019. Uh, but he's playing well. He's he's going to hold down that starting safety spot. But the interesting talk is the two deep, you know, who's behind them at safety. We got James Williams, who I want to know what you're thinking about week one, James Williams. How much how much we're going to see about him. Um, and then we got Cam Kitchens, who. Yeah, we uh, like that. We like that too. Before I hype everybody up, we like that too. Before I hype everybody up, I just want y'all to know. So Avante Williams was kicked off the team and then let back on once the you know uh, it came out that they were false accusations, and that you know the charges were dropped. Uh, obviously, I don't really know what the truth what happened, but you know uh, they the court system was able to say the the quotes from the judge said you know after investigation the story didn't match. So I'm gonna just take it at that. But I, obviously, no one knows what really happened. Uh, but the judge also reached out to Miami. A lot of people reached out to, you know, Miami on his in his favor. So that shows you that, hey, they really thought that, you know, he didn't do this. 
Um, but obviously we don't know for sure. But since he just got let back on the team, he's not going to be playing versus Bama. He's going to be serving a six-week like anger management course and this type of stuff, which you know is low-key PR. Probably but the best at the same time, him, he has to get back in shape because you know he has he hasn't been in camp. He's he was kicked out before fall camp started, so that's four weeks of conditioning right there. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what it is. You know, we're gonna call it. Hey, we're gonna you know punish him for this. Da da da. But you know, it's really yeah. get him in shape. Uh, then Brian Balaam, who is probably honestly going to start next to Bubba Bolden, to be honest. Uh, you know, once Avante went out, he was probably the third best safety. Uh, he got an injury. It might be a season ending. Uh, so that's why the two deep was basically taken away. So now you see the three deep, which is two freshmen, two true freshmen, true freshmen. from the 2021 class, five-star athlete. James I would say Lewis. if we had to have two true freshmen out there, those the two. These are the two. You you would want you know you would want to have you know people you know we have Cam <laughs> Kitchens, a four-star safety from Northwestern, who had like over 20 interceptions as a ball hawk over there at Northwestern. People say that he might be the best like ball hawk safety that they've seen in Miami. That like then I. Not, not just the, like at Northwestern, like people are saying, like his ball skills and his the way he prepares, watches film and IQ and understands where to go. Like right now, like in fall camp, the two or three weeks that we were practicing and doing the scrimmages, he had seven interceptions. Cam Cam is balling, so I'm super excited about him. So with the, when it comes to young guys having somebody with that type of IQ, who they're saying is you know that's a guy under Carter. That's learning as much as he can about the defense. That's a guy that's asking questions in the film room. That's a guy who's texting people at 1130 at night on the huddle account talking about some, yo, what can I have done better here? Like, that's the type of, you know, kid, he, young man he is. And then when you look over his counterpart, which were best friends growing up there, you know, they're from Opalaka, you know, from, they're from the city. James Williams, five-star safety, 6'5", 222 pounds, literally moving like a gazelle out there. When you see the videos of him, you know, he's he's quicker and faster than shorter corners, bro. I just can't wait. Yeah, He's ridiculous. His range, he takes two steps, and he's covered like 10 yards. It's ridiculous how much range he covers. They're using him in dime and nickel situations. Coach Manny Diaz stated it in, a, uh, in the media day uh, that, you know, he's already in dime and nickel packages because he's just too talented to keep off you the can't, field. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, so he's going to be playing a little striker. He's going to be playing a little everything. So, that's somebody that I that I'm super excited to see against Bama because Bama's Bama's running a lot of freshmen too this year. So it's all right, bro. We got our own freshman. He's a five star, just like y'all. It's like let's run this. We, we with the offense and defense being set where they are for week one, um, you gotta have you gotta have a lot of confidence. I think I think you're happy with with what you have here. You know, I wish Don Chaney was healthy, right? Yeah. Looking, looking at things. I wish Don Chaney was healthy. I wish he's healthy. I just don't know how much he's full. Go. I don't know how much burn he'll get. But he's he's full healthy now. Okay. He, he's had contact practices and scrimmages. Okay. And then we were mentioning that uh, Nesta as well needs to get back into it. So it's like, you know, little things like that. But from the outside looking in, I'm just I'm just happy to have these guys here. Um, o line, like I said, I need to see, I need to see it. Um, I don't know that I'm expecting the best game versus Bama, but we, we have to see some fight. This can't be, you know, LSU 2018, was that, 2018? Yeah. We can't have that. Yeah, and uh, the, we basically just need uh, 
mm, we basically just need the O line to be respectable. You know, right. I, I, I I'm not gonna sit over there, come over here and tell y'all that the O line needs to drive Bamba off the football and we're gonna run I down. I mean, it ain't gonna happen. That's the it, thing. Yeah, when when you look at it, it, it's you know, it's just not their strength yet right now. There's there's hope. Right. That you and know, throughout okay. the season, that's, that's okay. Exactly. Right, you need to be serviceable. Right, and and let the players who have the talent to make plays do what they can do. So let's move over to special teams real quick before we talk about the game. Um, you know, Andy Borgalis obviously coming in as a freshman, ready to ready yeah. to put on. Yeah. Yeah, the f- most important freshman on the team. So, Jose <laughs> Borgales, the best kicker we've had in a long time. His number one kicker in the nation, little brother out of high school, out of played at Shamadad down there in Broward. Yeah. Basically, you know, came in, won the job immediately. You know, he's banking all these type of kicks. We Every- can't take it for granted, Steve-O, because we've seen before Borgales was here. Yeah, we, we went through it. We we yeah we yeah we we we've been backed out. Yeah, we've we've been backed out. Before, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, Before Lou was here, thankfully he's coming yeah, back. Yeah, we had Jeff Eagle. So like, we've had some. Uh, I'll get to it once we talk about punter. I'll get to an interesting nugget there. But uh, yeah, it's super excited to see him just come there and assert himself as the top kicker. And like he has like his he has a little funny looking mustache. Not gonna lie, and he puts on some fake mustache. He, he has a little like uh you know go little thing going and some jokes going. He's in videos here there you know getting his image and brand out. So he's he's definitely his own person, and it's nice to see that you know kickers having personality. Mm-hmm. You know and before uh you know Lou Headley came over here like we what what you know other than Bosher like who Seriously. had that swag that, you know you know Badgley was nice with it but you know. He wasn't doing that swagging with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's nice to see, you know, p- you know, special teams players, you know, like specialists, you know, having a little bit of swag, showing their own personality. It's that UM, it's that UM touch. Yeah, it's nice. You know, we want to you want a kicker who's gonna talk ish. So and, and make the kick. Yeah, and he, he and he'll be backed up by Camden Price, who when Bubba backs uh he started falling apart, you know, steadied the ship uh kicking. So I'm <laughs> so I'm very happy with uh, you know, with Camden Price being the backup kicker. He's made some kicks in, you know, ACC games, ranked games, so I'm not worried about him being the backup. Yo, punters got some funny numbers, 94 and 87. Let's shout out to Lou Headley. Yeah, so being one of the best, if not in my opinion, the best punter he, in the nation. Yeah, in my opinion, he's the best punter in the nation. He changes the field. He changes the game. Uh, he he's he an had Australian. The number one net, right? Number one net. Yeah, he had he was he was close to number one in everything, uh, if not number one. Uh, so he's an Australian punter. He came in from JUCO. You know, we just got another Australian punter who's actually going to be counted as a 2022 scholarship. He's basically under Headley's reign. Headley literally took it on himself to make sure that punting at Miami, you know, was going to maintain elite level. He's taking this kid under his wing, yo. And this whole year he's going to be learning. So we should be set for another three to four years with a punter, uh, you know, an Australian punter. And, you know, Headley is kind of like made of that, you know, he kind of wants Miami to be like a destination for, you know, Aussie punters. So because Headley went to a school for punting because they teach you over there in Australia to be punters. Uh and he come <laughs> over to America, so you know, you know, he's trying to open up that pipeline, and we're definitely for it because you know, what's the point of going there and getting walk on punters? Yeah. You know, if you can go from getting an Australian kid from an academy that you know has pedigree, that's true though. Clay James gonna be the long ass short snapper, Lou Headley holding, and then uh, you know what that means? He got the best hands on the team. <laughs> <laughs> that's what no they say. Love. That's what they say. If you the holder, you got the best hands hey. on the team. Punt returner, kick returner. This is this is uh the meat and potatoes. Yes. So they got Tyreek Stevenson and Xavier Restrepo, the one and the two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Reek did a little bit of punt return at Georgia. 
had some explosive ones. I've, no muffs. So, you know, we just need him to catch the ball. And, you know, he needs to show his athleticism. He's trying to go into NFL after this year. I don't think he's trying to be, you know, at Miami more than a year, max two. Uh, so he wants to put as much tape as he can uh, in the league. So to get to the league. So I, I think he's going to ball at punt return. I do. I wanted X to win, you know, hometown uh, guy, even though Reeks from the crib. But, you know, X from Broward. So that's how that go. Uh, I I just think Restrepo's time is going to come. Uh, but I, I, I'm cool with throwing Reek out there who's returned punts against, you know, SEC teams, you know, at Georgia. And, you know, he's not scared of the moment. You know, he's played in those big type of stadiums, he's, you know, at Georgia, those big first games of the year, how they're playing Clemson, you know, right after our yes, game. Yes, sir. So he's used to that. So I, I don't mind him at punt return. And then, you know, when you get to your thoughts, and then we'll go to kick return. <laughs> Honestly, man, it, it, it's one of those things where, like offensive line, I got to see it. I got to see it. And um, I'm glad that we have Tyreek starting at at punt return, I must say, because the experience. I know last year in a big game versus Clemson, we saw Xavier Restrepo, uh, not to take anything away from him, but we saw what we saw when we put him at punt return. Um, I just want to see somebody with confidence go catch that ball, secure it, and then try to make a play. Like, we really need to secure the ball before yeah. we start trying to The most to be important thing is make sure De'Ara King gets his hands on the ball. So that's basically make sure you catch that bit, like in a Barrios role. Catch it first and then make a play. So I, I'm definitely excited to see what punt return will look at. You know, Reek's a freak athlete. You know, he's a 6'2", 215 cornerback, uh, you know, linebacker hybrid, safety hybrid, but he's running a 4'4". So he's not one of those typical guys who are like, why is he back there with that size? You know, he's literally slotting. He's clocking in over 20 miles per hour in practice constantly. Uh, so that's that's a guy with unique ability. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that at punt return. And then when we get to kick return, uh, you know, we'll have some interesting guys there. Yeah, I mean, we got <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. Mike Harley, Mr. Consistent. And then uh, Xavier Restrepo. And then we got the twos looking like Keyshawn Smith and Takori Couch. Yeah, so I'll, the they're all prominent players. So I think uh, X is basically going to be, you know, a superstar at return. I think Harley, Harley needs this tape to get to the league. Uh, not to get to the league, but it's going to help him and his stock, you know, with some return tape. Uh, I don't know if he's, these are going to be the every-time returners because these are both your starting slots. So you can see, and I think DeCorey Couch is also super important, and then Keyshawn Smith is a starting receiver. So I don't know how that rotation is going to go. I think maybe for Bama, this is how it is, and then young guys are going to factor in more and more, like a guy like a Malik Curtis, you know, right. or a Brashard Smith. And then, you know, at punt return, we, I've seen Daz Warsham, you know, get some reps in there. Uh, so there's definitely young guys that are, you know, getting work uh, yeah, behind the scenes that, just, that just aren't listed on the depth chart versus Bama. But if you think about everybody on the depth chart versus Bama, you're pretty much proven, you know. So that's really what it is. I think App State game, you'll see, you know, you'll see some guys come, uh, you know, you'll see some guys start to roll in. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what what it brings this year. You know, who who wants it? Because these are positions of like you got to show that you want to be there. You got to show that you're the guy. Um, it's you and the ball at that point. So Xavier Restrepo, Tyreek Stevenson, Mike Harley. To me, those are we're gonna see them a lot. You know, when we're talking about special teams returns, um, and and everybody else that gets their chance. You know, I hope they make the most out of it. So yeah, you know what's coming. So uh, before we wrap up, let's go ahead and. Uh 
who's your uh, three players, impact players on offense? Um, I mean, obvious answer, King. Like, King is going to take us to the promised land or he's going to, you know, whatever you want to say. And I think that De'Eric King, regardless of, like, win or loss, he's going to ball. Yeah, like, there's no question that I have for De'Eric King. So, him being one, um, I think I want to see Will Mallory have a big game on offense. Mm-hmm. And I think if Will Mallory's getting it going – then uh then we'll be in in good hands but then it's gonna have to be uh i want to say mike harley but i want to say mike harley and i think that's the uh, the uh, another obvious answer but a guy that can get downfield like if Keyshawn smith goes and has a a big game i mean you're gonna tell me that our chances are lower yeah it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna uh be great um so Malachi Moore, an All-American uh, defensive back, has a freshman last year for Alabama. He plays their star position. So like Minka Fitzpatrick, he's going to be man in that slot. So that's going to be a great matchup for Harley. I think, uh, you know, that's going to help him, you know, exceed and, you know, better himself. That's a great matchup. He's been taking it serious. He knows right. it's coming. Uh, so I would definitely agree that he would be one. But my three, I'm going to say Xavier Restrepo. Uh, everything I'm hearing, he's going to ball no matter what. Uh, so I think that's going to be Week big Week one, time. that's such good to hear, man. Yeah, so obviously King's going to be an answer, but since you stated him, I'll, I'll go elsewhere. Um, to be honest, Navon Donaldson, right guard, having him back at 6'6", yeah. 350, yeah. you know, is just literally insane, uh, the size and athleticism he brings to our running game. When you talk about just trying to have a running game, it's going to have to happen with the right guard. Uh, so I'm going to say Donaldson for the big guy. And then I'm going to say another receiver. I'm going to say Keyshawn, to be honest, because they're going to roll coverage versus Bama. Uh, I mean, versus uh, Charleston Rambo. Rambo's already bombed Bama. They know then, what's up. Yeah, and then they, Harley's proven, so obviously they're going to have a safety sit on that. So basically Keyshawn's going to have the you know the one-on-one. They're going to be one-on-ones everywhere, but there's difference when there's one-on-one with safety yep. help. There's going to be no safety help on that backside, yep. and I imagine that's going to be Josh Job uh, lined up over there. I'm excited, man. And and if we can see Keyshawn Smith come out and have a big game, one, we already talked about him rocking that number five. So yeah. Ain't to play games. I, we, we, can't, we can't sit here and underestimate. We can't sit here and, and act like uh, maybe we're talking too high or anything like that. Let's talk about the defensive side. Three players. Who you got first? I'll go after you on the defensive side of the ball. Have a big game. We need it. Who is, who is it? Uh, I'm going to say Jonathan Ford at D-Tackle. Uh, everything I'm hearing, he's he's gonna you know be our best chance of stopping the run uh, against Bama. Mm-hmm. So loving hearing that. And then um, I'm a, honestly I'm gonna say to Corey Couch because you know John Mechie, you know Alabama's leading receiver coming back, you know yeah, had the eight, third, yeah had you know having over 800 yards as a freshman. He's extremely quick. My For those dad, who don't know him, that's the dude that laid that yeah that hit Trey stick, Dean. yeah knocked the that Sonic hit stick rings on out UF, knocked the Sonic rings out that boy. Uh, Basically, he's their best <laughs> receiver. Uh, he's quick. Yeah. He's quick as hell. So yeah. you definitely – that the only player I think could combat him. He's like, what, our, six foot, 195? Like, yeah, he's so he's not a tall, tall, tall guy. And, nah. you know, Couch being 5'11", he could handle that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could handle that no matter what. But I think – then you think about Jamison Williams. He transferred in from Ohio State. Jamo, I've seen him in person working out. He works out with Brandon White and Receiver Factory. Bro, I got gas. So I'm worried. Low key, I don't think. 
other than Keyshawn Smith, nobody is keeping up with him on the team, yeah. to be honest. And then Malik Curtis, of course, would enter any conversation when it comes to speed. Uh, but he's extremely fast, and he's 6'2", so he has a little bit of length. So I think that would be Reek's assignment, to be honest. I think he's too fast for Ivy. I think that would put Ivy in a, a bad situation, trying to cover uh, Jamo uh, on a one-on-one outside. Yeah. Deep, for sure. He, how so, tall is he? He's 6'2". 6'2". He's 6'2". And I mean, you know, we had a problem with Tylen Wallace in the yeah. bowl game and you know Donnie six Brown oh we don't that. oh we don't need to go, go down to I, mm. I was going to our last yeah. our last game yeah the, the quick the, the the faster quicker guys that can right. get off that jam on Ivy's jam to line of scrimmage you know if they have that deep speed he, that's where he struggles yeah at. however I do like our chances versus uh the quicker shorter guys you know knowing couch can stay with them Knowing, uh, knowing, uh, even a Marcus Clark, you throw him out there, yeah, and he's, he's making a play on that yeah, ball. He's de- yeah, he's 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 deep too. And then my third guy would definitely be Bubba Bolden. He he's getting the superstar mm-hmm. treatment. He's earned it mm-hmm. for, to yep, some degree, yep. but you you can't stay at that same level. Uh, you know, you have to elevate, especially at the U. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I have to channel that. I mean, Bubba Bolden is as important as anybody is on this field for this game for the Hurricanes. So um, I'm expecting a big game out of him, like you said, with, with all the treatment and the praise he's getting that he's deserved, um, the expectations, you know, the the award hype. It's all deserved. So I'm expecting him to have a big game. Um, it's funny. I kind of want to shoot the shoot – the, I want to shoot myself in the foot because I, I, I need to see it. But since I need to see it so much, I think Amari Carter being in the right position at the right times can really have an impact on this game. And from what we're hearing, how he's playing. Yeah, I, I'm hearing great things. So I, I would definitely back up that claim that Amari yeah. Carter could be one of a top three defender yeah. for sure, especially just, you know, what position we're going to put no, him in. And, and knowing with the experience, it's Alabama, right? So he, he's going to come to play. He's and played then, um, Clemson. He's played an ACC championship game. He's yeah. played Notre Dame. You know, he's made plays in those games. So yeah. we'll see. Then I go Then I go uh, to Corey Couch. Yeah, for to sure. To Corey Couch. Like when we have a big game. I mentioned this last year. Bubba Bolden was on that list. When we have a big game, Bubba Bolden's going to be the best player on there. Or, like, he's going to have that impact. Takori Couch is up there now. Where when this defense shines, you're going to see Takori Couch up top, right? So, I'm excited for that. What else you got, bro? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's pretty much it. We'll, we'll get to, you know, back at you guys, uh, you know, post-Bama, maybe Sunday, Monday. We'll see how we uh, how we get it. But if you're traveling now, if you're traveling tomorrow, however you get there, however you get back, make sure you do it safe. You guys be well. Thank you for the listen. Um, UM fans travel great, travel safe. And uh, we'll, we'll see you post-game. Yes, sir.